Patricia, my darling Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm pretty sure Bill Bright never played that song on his show. Hi, Patricia. Oh, hello. How are we? Terrific. It's a Monday night. Now, this is, this is not to confuse people, but it yes, was it really is. fun to play it on Monday. Thank you for <laughs> always playing that. That's such a great song. Yeah, it's Monday. It's not Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Or any other kind of day. It's February the 8th on Monday evening, 2016. And yes, that song belonged to the beautiful, adorable one in the great state of F- FL. <laughs> <laughs> Patricia. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. Hi, everybody. It really is Monday night, February 8th, 2016. We're not supposed to be here. And ho, 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 we hijacked the station. <laughs> and so we're here for the short show. You know, they, they, they think they think 90 minutes is a long show over there in Texasville. They don't know what they're talking about. But anyway, we're here for the sprint. And so the phone lines are open at 714-545-2071. If you normally just tune in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm Walden Hughes, and I'm Patricia from Florida. We hold down the Saturday spot on the station. 
from 10.30 Eastern until 4 in the morning or so, give or take. It depends who gives and who takes, you know? That's how we determine the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet and listen tonight. <laughs> and we have a good time. And I know we probably have a lot of new listeners thanks to uh, the different apps out there. Tune in and O-Tunes. We'd like to thank them for make sure the transfer is done. Hello, Carl. You're on there. Hello. Hello, Is Carl. there anybody out there? Call you there? Nobody's out there. Call us back. Maybe I gotta put new batteries in. Hold on. Let me double check everybody. Okay. Holding in his batteries. <sighs> well, anyway. I will just while he's checking his batteries, I want to say that February yeah, is Okay. Yeah? I thought, okay. I thought I had good batteries. If not, if somebody calls and they can't hear me, you know, say so, and I'll go get <laughs> new batteries. Can you hear me now? I know. I can hear you. You have one of Does that ears. matter? Yes. It always matters to me. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no. Does it make, does it mean that your batteries are okay if I can hear you? Yes. It, no, the, the battery doesn't affect you. Hello, caller. Well, that wasn't me the first time. Oh, well, Bob, you you tested out the system, and that's good news. <laughs> but that was me the second time. Now, you want to hang up and call back for the no, third time? No, no, no. You want to keep your spot. That's no, good. No, that's, that's good. The first time I called, I got a busy. You did? Oh. So then I gave up, and then it, I heard it ring, and you said, hello, nobody answered you, so I called again. And I, it rang. Oh, well, can you wait hear minute, me wait now? Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you work, did, now wait a minute. Bob, you work for the telephone company, right? I used to. How many years? Oh, probably 30, 35. Okay, now explain why, what, what happened to us here? Why couldn't you hear me we couldn't hear you? Why? Why could that be? Uh, you couldn't hear me because it was like me. You're up the phone company. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't hear me because it wasn't me. Okay, but why, why? Oh, he didn't call the first time. Yeah, they. Oh. No, okay. The sec- first time that you called, you got a busy signal. Why would that be? I don't know. You called when the other person was calling? I must have. Would that do it? But if I, you hit the line at the same time, would would you both get a busy signal? Everybody's confused because you're not supposed to be on. This. <laughs> I love Mondays. And, and I'm wondering how many <laughs> days we're doing this because Bill and Kim have the flu. Who's got the flu? The, the Braggs. Did they catch that on their trip? I'm wondering because the day they got in the shooting, they got sick with the flu. Then they caught it on their trip yeah. for sure. Maybe they got bit by one of those mosquitoes. Yeah, and oh, I've been, and I've been oh, thinking okay. because my, I have an aunt and uncle who are traveling that part of the world. They've been there for the last four weeks. So, well, you know, one one of the for for your aunt and uncle anyway, and for other adults, the virus does not have a significant impact on adults. Right. It's really, really. Uh, and actually, a, a significant number of them, probably a majority, don't even know that they have a virus before it goes away. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the moms. It's the pregnant mothers yeah. who are and their babies are affected and. 
it, it's just horrible, just horrible. Well, I so, sat outside all day today and never got bit one time by a mosquito. Right? Is it because that, they that don't? Help. Is it because? Is it because they don't like the cold weather in the great state of Wisconsin, or what? Well, that could be. Well, we can help. I know how to bite. Since it only got up to about 22 today. <gasps> oh, oh, he's still my little heart. Oh, um. oh Bob. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> well, Patricia and I recall talking to each other a couple of hours ago once we found out we were doing the show. A granddaughter and grandson-in-law. Oh. He and his brother and wife and my granddaughter were going to go to... Uh, New Mexico or Mexico? Mm. On a, on a, you know, for a week. Yeah. Well, then the mosquitoes, I guess, were so bad down there, and they changed, and they went to Florida instead. <laughs> they went over by Palm Beach. It's oh my! Palm Beach. Brave people. Brave people. Yeah. Are they driving anywhere? No, they flew down. No, when while they're here, they're probably driving. To different places, yes. Oh, I think where the airplane, where the airport was, is Palm Springs, Palm Beach, Palm Beach. Uh, Palm Beach, yeah. Palm Beach, okay. And they had a, an hour to drive from there to get to their to their resort or motel or hotel or whatever it was that we were at. Okay, maybe they came in in uh, Miami. Yeah, they were on the east coast, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, and if they're driving, they'll never get home. No, I mean if they're driving around, like if they're driving to the beach or they're driving to the mall or uh, out to a movie or out to dinner. Patricia I, says it's the worst time of the year being for it. Okay, oh, my goodness. It is just, it's been a long time since I've seen it this bad in terms of traffic. And on the East Coast, whatever we have, they usually add exclamation points to it. Yeah, I don't, I I, I, I think they rented a car and then they just drove down to their to their uh, yeah and if they drove yeah. they, it was just locally around in the if they were yeah well, I mean it's it's not awful in the sense that people have never driven in this stuff before but when you come for a vacation and people look at the promotions and the pictures you think my gosh I can just walk to the beach I'm only a mile away well. <laughs> huh. Don't plan to drive. It's good you can walk, because really the the traffic gets a little honky. I think he said that they were on a river. Hmm. That their resort or whatever was kind of on more on a river rather than right on the ocean. Hmm. I'd have to strain my brain to come up with the name of the river. Well, he didn't give me that, so I don't know what that was. Oh, so you wouldn't even know. Well, if you told me, I can come up with a name, and you'd well, believe me. I wouldn't know, but it you'd wasn't believe. very far. He got on a. They got on a on a on a, a full day fishing, fishing boat and went fishing, and they got out onto the out onto the ocean. I guess. Mm-hmm. Went out maybe fifteen miles. Mm-hmm. We've had some pretty stiff winds on this side of the state. I don't know what's happening on the other side, but we had one day about two weeks ago, which is Mickey Mouse stuff to a lot of people who are accustomed to uh, Hawaii or the Pacific or the Atlantic. 
but the gulf looks like it, it's just struggling to make little licks on the sand. I mean, it, it just is virtually nothing. And we had seven-foot waves coming in with the wind. Well, now, if they would from have been nothing had, from a had, flat lake type thing to seven foot waves. If they would have had, uh, I think three foot, maybe the guy that had the boat. You know, yeah, well, that's had, pretty normal out there. Well, three foot, pretty good wave too. Yeah. But, but he, yeah. it was smooth water going on out, but then it got a little rougher coming back in. <sighs> well. But I, I don't fish. I, I don't. You have just them. never find me out there. I don't know what else to say. It's not my thing, you know? But he likes to fish, and that's what they did. And that was good. And then another thing I was going to tell you guys. Yes. What? You know, when I watch TV, TV is terrible. <laughs> I agree. The only good thing I've got going is when you guys are on Aww. Saturday night. Aww. Oh, Bob, thank you. Aww. And that, that, now that's why tonight is a treat. You're on tonight. Oh, my goodness. And Thank you very much for saying that. Yeah, you, you know, really, Bill and Mike have been so healthy the last 12 months. We haven't <laughs> too, We haven't stoned our show too often. Right? You know, I don't we haven't been able to hijack. I, I don't wish Bill any, you know, feeling bad or anything like that, but he, he, I think he ought to take two or three days off before he comes back. Make sure he's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're terrible. And then we wouldn't be special when a surprise comes up. Yeah, but, you know, we used to, we used to hijack the show a lot more often. It seemed like the last year or so, they, they kept it from us. Yeah, but it's true. It's true. We've been out in the wilderness just wondering when someone was going to rescue us. So, how is my badger? Oh, I haven't been up there to see him for a while. You've been home, huh? Yeah, well, well we got to make a trip up there and make sure nobody's broke in or anything like that. But yeah, the last time up, boy, uh, he hasn't been too active. Well, he's yeah, you know, he hasn't been, he hasn't dug the big holes like he has before. Yeah, he, he getting older. He getting older. That's why. Oh well, yeah, you, but I would, you don't even know if it's a boy or a girl, right? Well, I have no idea. It's hard mm. to see from that picture. That's I know how to tell. And I'm certainly not going to catch him. <laughs> oh, Patricia. Oh, my gosh. Oh. oh. That, this is awesome. That, that providing the entertainment. Did the badger go get a tea clean or something, Patricia? That's how you find out? <laughs> right. There you go. Mm-hmm. The, the the girl ones have bigger fangs. <laughs> now, my brother's got a place right next to the us, and he's been pretty active down there. Uh, does he have a better place than you do? Is that why you, the badger hangs out down there? Why he goes down there. Ah. I wouldn't go down there if I was him because, you know. <laughs> but you're not. I did by shooting. Yeah, I take it, he's taking his life in his hand if he's going down there then. Well, he is. He is. Right now, where is he going? Next door to his brother, to Bob Butter's place. Well, uh, oh dear. Is, is he a little bit more ferocious than you are? Who, my brother? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was bothering, but now you got to understand, my brother, they didn't have TV when he got married. So he's got he's got nine kids. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all... Uh, We're deteriorating quickly here. They're all adults. <laughs> and he 
really does have nine kids? Him? My yeah. brother? Your yeah. brother? Oh, yeah, yeah. He had eight boys. Oh, my one, goodness. Eight boys and one girl. Do they have, does he have any grandchildren oh. yet? Does he? Yeah, your, your brother. Oh, sure. How many now? He's got a bunch of them. Like more than <laughs> 20? Like we 20 or so? I mean. I've kind of lost count. <laughs> I would think so. You know, having. Oh, my gosh. My gosh. Great grandkids. <clears throat> Bob, what did he do for a living? My brother? Mm-hmm. He's retired. Uh-huh. He's retired now. But what did he do when he was Well, I, I know, but when when the kids were growing up, I mean, that's a heck of a size family to support and keep track of and make sure they've got shoes on their feet. What kind of work did he do? He, uh, well, we owned a pool hall. Did you really? You never told us that. And then when they, he got rid of that, uh-huh. why then he got a job. He was a purchasing agent for a, uh, a ref, uh, they made uh, commercial uh, refrigerators and, and stuff. Uh-huh. And then he worked there all that time. My gosh. I mean, that, that, sincerely. That is a special couple who can raise nine children and still be able to talk at the end of the year. My goodness. Now, how did they make money? How did the family make money off a pool hall? Would it? The pool hall? Yeah. Well, it was a regular builder. It was a pool hall. Uh, what did we have? We had a soda fountain in there. We had uh, pool tables. We had magazines, papers. So did they, I mean, did they, did they pay Paid by the game? I mean, I've never really been in a pool hall, per se. Did they... When, when they played? Yeah, when they played. They, uh... Well, it was, uh... They, it was like 60 cents an hour. When they when they played pool. When they, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's several games of pool that they can play, and they're just playing rotation pool or whatever. Then they, How many pool tables? How many did we have? Four? Yeah. It was four, four pool tables. And then they'd, uh, they'd, uh, or 10 cents a queue. Normally it was by the hour. Played by the hour. You charged them for the queue? Wow. Well, yeah. That's, they, they, uh, I don't want to get that confused with, with setting pins, but, uh. Did they have, like, pool leagues? Like, they do, like, bowling leagues? Would they, would it be a group that would come in pretty regularly that oh, would? Great question. Not. I, I don't remember that. Uh-huh. It was more individual then. They just come in and play pool. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple guys. Wow. Do you think in today's culture you would get away with a soda fountain in a pool hall? Well, yeah, but I think pool halls have kind of gone, of, you know, they've kind of been phased out because all the bars, a lot of bars had pool tables. Yeah. And yeah. They, and they have uh, pool leagues and stuff like that. So the pool table is a pool hall. Like that's that's what it was. Was a was a was a pool hall. And then uh, it was four tables, and that that was the only place you could go to play pool. What hours would they normally? What 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 hours would you keep normally? Would it be like from four to one, or what would be a normal? Open up in the morning and close nine or ten o'clock at night. Mm. 
okay. If you, Bob, if you've been listening to us, now that we're playing something with um, a ball that's attached to it, how many people were expected to call in sick today after Super Bowl? Um, how many were going to call in today? Uh-huh. Call in sick today. Yeah. What percentage of the workforce would were expected to call in sick because of the 1.3 uh, billion chicken wings they ate yesterday? Probably about uh, 33 and a third. <laughs> that, that could indeed be what happened. They expected, on average, 6% of the workforce to stay home, most likely with a hangover or a sick tummy. Did you watch the Super Bowl game? Bill, you're getting me all upset here. This is me you're talking to. Well, one of the commercials that they had was it was Super Bowl babies that were born nine months. I thought I did see an ad for that. Uh, and they had several years on there that, uh, that you know, the ones that showed up. Uh huh. They could have been more than that, but I wonder who rounded them up. Uh, that was uh, no. what a job that must have been. Another question that I wanted to ask. Yeah. You were talking about the number of chicken wings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And That's a lot of chickens to surrender. Oh, really? And then the popcorn. Yes. Yeah. How much popcorn? Well, now, if, if, if you, you know, like how many ounces, and you said, like, if, if you pop six ounces of popcorn, mm-hmm. after it's popped, how much does it weigh? Oh, after it's popped? Gee, what a great question. It has to be less than the 2.5 ounces because the moisture in the kernels evaporates. But, you know, maybe I'm stupid, but doesn't it seem like after you pop a a corn, Mm -hmm. it seems like it's lighter than the actual seed? Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying, because the moisture evaporates, the moisture that was inside the kernel evaporates. That's what makes it pop. And that's what Dan said the other day, and it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, after the moisture is gone, it has to weigh less. Well, I would think that it would, but it, Well, Walden, do you have a scale? Yes. Are you going to do this for us one night? Well, see, I think you have, you have more popcorn to pop than I do. I've, I've been, only got like like a half a dozen bags. Then you got more than we do. Oh. I think I, well, I think you I'll should, fix that by Saturday. I, I think you should make the sacrifice. <laughs> you should weigh the popcorn. Okay. And report by Saturday night if we're not on by the mall. You know that that's brilliant. I have a really old postal scale that is just sitting up there mostly for decoration. Mm-hmm. And Maybe it will work well enough for me to do a before and after. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll give it a shot. We could, why don't we do it for the show? We can we can weigh it at the top of the show, mm-hmm. and then you can pop it, and you can now and then <laughs> and we can weigh, we can weigh it as you're eating it throughout the show if it what if it's gone down in weight. What do you think? I think you'll have to weigh it before you eat it though. That, that's true. It has to be before. Has to, we have to start. We have yeah. To before it. I put this. Before I put the salt and the extra butter on it. And then, wait, you know, we'll figure out how much did that really weigh. We know the calorie count, but let's find out how much it really weighs after you put salt and butter on those things. We know the calorie count? No, don't put any salt and butter on it. 
until after you no, weigh it. I, no, I can't, I can't do that until I weigh it. Yeah, you got to weigh it first, and then you can put the butter in. Yeah, the weigh it? Yeah. Yeah, pop it. Yeah. That, there you go. So it's not going to work if I weigh it as I eat because it'll have the extra stuff on it. Well, no, I think so it, it has to be okay. we it has to be how much does the bag weigh we, and then you know before I put it in the microwave and then how much does it weigh when it comes out of the okay, microwave. Okay, I guess what we need to do is weigh <laughs> I guess we need a bowl. We need We're a, the only ones hung up on this kind of stuff. Well, we, we and need, I love it. Okay. We, we need what? we need we need to put a final bowl. Now, in my right Bob, we got we got to find put the bowl on the scale. Yep. And then that way, there's nothing in it, Patricia. See how much that bowl weighs. Oh, I was just going to put the bag up there. Well, I'll, I'll put the bag up before I microwave it, and I'll put the bag up after it's popped. Well, you could put the pop- yeah. I guess you could. You could put the, the popcorn in the bowl or the and and weigh it, and then that's what I thought. Then and then weigh it. That's what I was thinking. But you, maybe Patricia doesn't use a bowl. Maybe she- I, I think popcorn to popcorn is is yes. That is the mathematically pure way to do it. And then we Assuming should, the scale still works. <laughs> then we should weigh the butter and salt. Well, um, no, this is going to be a career. Can I just weigh the popcorn in in two conditions and decide? Well, I think that's, that's fair. I mean, we, we, need a, we need a running routine for one night of a show. <laughs> Uh, okay. Do you know, Bob, if you were listening, approximately how many servings of popcorn did all of this stuff make? 3.8 million pounds of popcorn when there are approximately 2.5 ounces of kernels. It's 2.75 in a bag, and that, but that includes the gooey on the bottom. How many servings? 3.8 million pounds. How many servings? That's how many pounds of popcorn they figured they were going to use? Yeah, 3.8 yeah. million. Oh, man, you wouldn't believe this stuff. 139 million pounds of avocados? Well, yeah. That, do you understand now why I do not participate? What got me was the chicken wing. I know. <laughs> me too. I'm thinking about all of these poor little chickens. I didn't think there were that many chickens around. I didn't think there were that. I did not either. Uh, and and I didn't check. I should have checked the meat counter tonight. I did supermarket shopping, and I didn't look to see if chickens were on sale. You know, chicken breasts and chicken legs and stuff like that, because we're sure not going to get chicken wings. Um and I, I should have looked to see if it's on sale. After like one point, wings? yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's 650 million chickens. Yeah. You know, it wasn't too long ago that uh, that uh, disease was going around and killed a lot of chickens. That's right. The bird that's flu. That's right. And then the price of eggs went up. Yeah. It, it was um, Wisconsin virtually got wiped out. Michigan didn't do very well, and it just kept spreading. And it, it was mostly the turkeys that were affected. The turkeys too. It, it started with the turkeys. I don't know how much or if it made any significant dent in the chicken population, but the turkeys were just wiped out. 
It was really they terrible. Used, they, they, were, they were using bulldozers. If they ate turkey wings, they wouldn't have to eat so many turkeys because you'd probably want to have to eat two or three wings and you'd be full. Because that's I what like you eat in a turkey or chicken wing. I like chicken wings and turkey wings. Oh, I like chicken wings. Yeah. Do you understand what we've been doing, Bob? I didn't have any for the Super Bowl game, but I like... So what did you, I don't, what, I don't what, know if it's an act of kindness to say I didn't have any for Super Bowl. So what did you have to munch on during the game, Bob? Oh, for the Super Bowl? Uh-huh. Well, I don't know what I had for breakfast this morning, so I'm not going <laughs> to remember what I had for the Super Bowl. I think I probably had a bowl of ice cream. Oh. With walnuts on it. And that's it? And bananas. For the entire How and long bananas. does the game take? Pardon? How long does, it, I think does it a game was, like that take? I think it was over almost four hours. Oh, the game? had a lot of stuff in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, that would took four hours to play that game, yeah. Yeah, four hours, Patricia. Uh, hours worth of playing and, and three hours worth of commercial. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They used to have such such rich shows. They, they were actually shows. They weren't platforms with people singing. I, I don't understand the transition, but you can tell I'm not someone you should consult on these things. But TV is just absolutely terrible. Okay. If, if, before we leave the chicken wings, what do you like to eat the wings with? Do you like them just baked and roasted, or do you dip them in stuff, barbecue sauce, anything? What do you like? Barbecue sauce. I was out really? The, I was out the other day, and we had, you know, at a, at a local uh, watering hole. Uh-huh. And had chicken wings, and, and I had uh, sauce, and they, they dripped it all over, poured it on them. Was it hot? Mm, no. No. That means it's hot. Good. So it would have been like putting, uh, well, but, you know, like a hot sauce when it wasn't hot. They're, they're messy, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you did your contribution to the chicken wings before Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was that was Four chickens. I didn't know we grew that many chickens. And you can get chicken wings everywhere. Even Hooters has them. Oh well. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of places like the bowling alley uh, next door. I think they have special on Tuesday nights. They have special for chicken wings. Uh huh. And okay. little bar up there. I think maybe they're they're Wednesday or Thursday night, but they one one night a week they'll have uh, a special on them. And you can go in and order them anytime if you want, but you know one night of the week they'll have a special on them. But I like, yeah, I like them. I like them better than the one I get here at home. Mm. Whoa, we won't mention that on the air. Well, I don't. I don't know what kind <laughs> they sell in the grocery store, but. Oh gosh. Well, Bob, I really appreciate your calling in. We haven't talked to you for so long. It's fun. Thank well, you. I'm just glad that whoever called in first hung up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you've been absent not for the want of trying. But since it's a short night, i got to be real 
careful because I had the number written down and I, I, I could have uh, a mistake and, and, and call Roland's uh, cell phone by, by accident, but uh. I watched that. So, but anyway, hey, you guys have a good night. You too, Bob. Thank and you. You too. Maybe we'll hear you some more this week. Yeah, I think there's a possibility if, if there's flu running around in the state of Texas. Okay. I think well, we might be on. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. By the way, it's Valentine's Day, the coming Sunday, and, jo- and Joan Benny will be our special live guest uh, on Valentine night. So, uh, it's here already? Yep. Holy cow. So, okay. So put that happy, on. Happy Valentine's happy Day Valentine's and stuff like that Day. there. I have something about history to tell you. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You want to sneak Who it in? There? All right. Hello there. You're on there. This is John from Maryland. Hey, John. Uh, John, how are you? That was me that called up. Oh. What happened? And I, 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 all of a sudden, I got a dial tone. Weird phone? Weird oh. phone? What can I do? Oh. I'm glad you got in. You know, I called. I'm getting a repeat. Uh-oh. Oh, you're getting an echo. You get, you, yeah. You get, you're getting your maybe you got maybe you got us on on the phone while you called it, so that's why you're hearing it twice. No, I don't have. No, because that sometimes happens to me, and I don't know why. But you'll get two for the price of one with this call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how the what? How's the weather, John? Has it have it warmed up any, or have you melted all the snow? What what was it? Oh, like? we're 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 supposed to get we're supposed to get a snow, and then to me, to see throughout tonight, and then it's supposed to snow all day tomorrow. Wow! Oh my! And I have to take my daughter to the air airport tomorrow. She's she's going to be out of town on business for about till. Till the 26th of February. Oh, see, so tomorrow's the night, so she's going to be gone for 17 days then. Yeah. Where's she going? Well, she's got to fly to New Jersey. The, the, bank, that she, the bank that she works for, uh-huh. they took over a, a bank chain in uh, New Jersey. And she mm-hmm. took up there for, to train people. So she's going to be living in a hotel for a while. (laughs) Living out of a hotel is not a picnic. I know. I've done that. I had to do that, too. Yeah. It depends if you're staying at the Rick Carlton or the Four Seasons. It might be nice. Well, Well, it might be nicer, but... There's 15 of them going. Uh Uh-oh. That's a lot of people. (laughs) But they have to go to different banks. So they'll be in different hotels. Oh, dear. Oh, now this is a guy. Are, are the guys and girls going, or is it just a girl thing? I don't, I really don't know. I didn't ask her. You have to vet. So, but anyway, she's. So what time? What, what time she got to get at the airport? You got to get up early. Then what time you Flight, got? Her flight's at eleven o'clock. That's not too bad. So I figured we could live here about eight. Okay. That gives us three hours. But she says if it's too snows too bad, she's going to drive and leave her car at the airport. If it's too bad. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, that's really a smart thing to do in the long-term parking because when you get out of the plane, you don't have to wait for anybody. Somebody doesn't get caught in traffic. Your car is there. I vote for that. Well, a lot of people now are taking the Uber and the, the different services to the airport. That seems to be a... It's true. You know, what they, yeah. you know what they do here? What? They have a cell phone lot. They do up in Seattle, too. I never heard about it until I went to Seattle. Yeah, you go into the cell phone lot, and you wait for them to call, and they'll tell you they're waiting in a certain area, and you can pick them up. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not going to pick her up. Her husband's going to pick her up. You've already picked her up when she was a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not so little, though. Not so little. Do you have a story for us tonight? Well, let's see. Give me a subject. <laughs> subject. What is it? Okay. Subject. I, or, or I was thinking, of, you got, do you have an airport story? Like, you did so much traveling, there must be a story about just sitting around waiting at an airport. Oh, yeah. I had a couple of other experiences. Okay. We, we were coming back from a cruise in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then it was spring break was ending, and we had like a nine or ten hour layover mm. in Florida. Yeah, sure. Blame it on us. <laughs> and then I had, and I had one in Italy. He had a. Here I am, old man walking, mm-hmm. and and they decide they spot check. Luggage, they, they 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 zeroed in on me. Mm-hmm. I had a and people were traveling with went right on through, and I had they were wondering what what happened to me, and here I was trapped. And but anyway, it worked. Out. So so when you and, got frisked, did they find anything? Yeah, I I told them I said just a lot of dirty underwear. <laughs> You know, I have a dirty underwear story too. <laughs> do I? Do I? Should I now wait until John and and we're alone and John has finished? Okay, so well now, what about travel- what about Boyser's story? You said you have a Boyser story. A blizzard. Yeah, well, I think I told you that one about when I got to work with one of the young boys in the office just bought a brand new uh, Pontiac GTO. Oh yeah. Remember when we and. Uh, he met me at the top of the street, and I got, we got in the car, and we had to look for landmarks <laughs> on it, because it was like 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And uh, there were snow plows. Those, they weren't out, weren't out yet. And we, we had to make our own path. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sorry for him. Especially for his I new mean, car. But... Uh, uh, and I told you the one about the Blizzard of 66 here, where we went bowling. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you, you just wove your night through the weather. <laughs> that was good. Uh, then we went to, to snow, snow bobsledding, and we went to one of the city parks. And uh, the, the same station wagon we were we were out late in, mm-hmm. we, we got gathered up all the kids, and we went up to a park, and 
we had a regular box bed with a flat bottom, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of wind blowing, so we built a snow fort about, about four or five feet high, and uh, so that we, they would at least protect them from the wind. I don't know, John. I don't know how you guys, and I'm talking collectively, how you survived your childhoods. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we used to go uh, swimming in the creek. <laughs> we went up, up to October. Huh. Still swimming. Still swimming. You're in cold country for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess guy. It's a guy thing. They don't care. We, if the girls would be tiptoeing on the bank, say, "Are you finished yet? Are you finished yet? Can we go home?" You guys are brave. Yeah, I was. I was trying to get through to you the other night, but I couldn't get through you. Yeah, we we wound up on some really long conversations, and that kind of cut into the time or the, or the number of people who could call, but we bad. Well, we, uh, nobody called for the first five minutes, and after that, it was K by the door, you know? Yeah, I, you have to have your finger on the buttons. I did, but I couldn't get through. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Came on. Oh, dear. Well, that's why Bill had the food. He realized nobody got it. Everybody didn't get in Saturday, so he decided to... Let us have another night. That way yeah. we can make oh, it up. Yeah. And I did not and I watched the Super Bowl. You did, did not. not. Did you eat chicken wings? No. Well did you did your son in law have the T V that had the game on throughout the house? Just upstairs. Okay. He had that thing that's like a theater size. Right. <laughs> so I went in in the bedroom and I put the computer on. Did they serve any, did they, were there any special food that you could snag in the no. house? Nope. No. Okay. No, they, it was just Boy. my daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife, she's, she was, uh, in, she's doing some embroidering right now. Okay. So she stayed up in the bedroom and, and she did her embroidering. My kind of woman. Yeah, so she's good. She was invited to a baby shower, but she says she, uh, it's not going to be done in time. Ah. Uh. Oh dear. Oh, uh, that's disappointing. She won't. She didn't put dates on them. I said she's given. She's given away. I don't know how many. Well, maybe can she can put dates on them. She could do it by in, in, installment plan. Here at the first part, I'll give you the second part and the next part. <laughs> give you the dates when the baby is born. <laughs> yeah. She'll end up giving to it. Giving it to her anyway. Sure. What's she, that, what does she normally make? Is there a normal thing that she likes to make? or do, uh... These are re- what they call receiving blankets. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think all the kids have them. Make for all the kids, all the grandkids. Has she ever made a quilt or anything like that? No, my daughter makes those. She, she sits in a, in a reclining chair and she does crocheting. She crochets. How long do those no things must take forever to make? It takes her. It takes her a good while. It takes her a couple months to make. Wow. She was making um, uh, like afghans, and she puts uh, 
the logos on for the different uh, teams. That's right. But you can't sell it. No. It's an infringement. And uh, because you can get in trouble. Sure. Selling something with a, if, if it says NFL. Yep. Oh, you can't do that. Does he make any other characters like Snoopy or Charlie oh, Brown? Any old thing. Any old thing. Yeah. She's got one here for the Baltimore, uh, not Baltimore, Washington Caps. Okay, uh, the hockey team. Hockey team, yeah. yeah. Just in case Patricia um, did not know that, I guess I don't want to know. Yeah, um, no, I, I didn't. Thank you for filling me in. <laughs> You're so good. You're so kind. Well, John, I'm so glad you got through tonight. <laughs> well, I got lucky you be, to back. Well, you be extra careful in the weather tomorrow, please. I hope I hope she decides to drive and stay at the airport. <laughs> I hope so. I uh, Truly, I think, especially in winter weather, and you don't know what's going to be coming in two weeks, I think that is absolutely the thing to do. And you may pass it on and say, we voted on it. Yes. And that's what she has to do. Yeah. I'd like it if she would say, I'm going to drive and keep the car. She don't have to pay for it. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. But they told her to, they kind of frowned on it. So, but she well, tough. <laughs> I mean, gee willikers. No, that's, I, I firmly believe. Even if she has to pay for it out of pocket, a long-term dealie is not terribly expensive, and it certainly would be worth the safety like, on the road. Like six or seven dollars a day. Yeah. That's seven days a week. Yeah. For sixteen days. Sure. Well, okay, that would be. Seven seven four nine. That'd be ninety ninety-six bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It it would it would round out to about a hundred dollars. Well, my gosh. That is certainly worth safety on the road. Uh, banks can afford it, right? That's right. They're making some money. Sure. Plus, when she gets there, she got to work 12-hour days. And they're going to pay her for it, and I think oh, yeah. she should turn it in as an expense. And if they refuse to pay it, she is still safe and sound at home. That's right. Yeah. Well. So please tell her we took a vote. Okay, I'll talk. she's in bed now. <laughs> well, please tell her when she wakes up tomorrow, we took a vote. Okay, I'll tell her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you, John. You have a good week, and please be safe tomorrow, no matter where you are. Be safe. All right, thank you very much. You bet. Take care. Thank John. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, you're going to tell I had a 50 roll before we started. Oh, okay. Are you going to tell me your underwear story? Oh, yeah. It was at an airport, too. And it was when they were gearing up. <laughs> I, had, I was coming back from someplace, and I had my laundry basket-type clothes mm-hmm. in a bag. I mean, it was really a bag. It was like a big plastic bag. And all of my real good clothes were in the suitcases. And I got to, and, and she said, what's in the bag? I said, my dirty clothes. <laughs> and she said, empty it. I said, oh, my God, it's my dirty clothes. She said, 
empty it on the I don't know why I got picked on. I have such a sweet, innocent-looking face. <laughs> but I got picked on. She went through every inch of my suitcases, and I said, all right, you asked for it. <laughs> so, and obviously what I should have done was just the opposite, realizing that they were gearing up with their their super checks at the airports. Right. And um, I should have realized that and put my clean clothes in the outside bag and my dirty clothes on the inside bag. Ah. And then I wouldn't have had to empty it, and she would have had to go through it. So there. And I had everything in there, shirts, jeans, I mean, just the whole magilla. <sighs> a week's worth. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I can go through a lot of clothes in a week. So that's my story. And how was the tissue of tonight? Oh, it was wonderful. Ah. Yeah. You know, my blood sugar is kind of dancing on the edge, so you, you, I'll, I'll have another one. You think you have enough to last the year? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Shine I have not sugar. even made a little dent in it. I've been so good with this stuff. I don't know. Do, do you get gold stores for things like that? I think, I think it's remarkable that you have that much discipline. Yes. I do, too. <laughs> well, I've got some February stuff. February 8th, February 8th. Sure. May I put Please some do. in there? Please do. Okay. James Dean was born on this day. And he spent way too little time mm -hmm. on Earth with us. 24 years old. And he died wow. in that car. Wow. I know today we on a Turner's birthday. And today is also Happy Birthday, Boy Scouts. Hooray for us. 19, you guys have been around since 1910. And it's the Chinese New Year. Ah. I do have some information on the Chinese New Year. Hello there, callers. You're on here. Yes, Kurt. Hey, Kurt. How are you? Oh, Kurt, it's so good to talk to you. I got my black dot. Thank you. <laughs> You got I don't what? want to talk about it. Boy, are you wound up about this one. Oh, my gosh. Kurt Kurt gave me a reply to the awful show that I played on Friday. It was the first episode of the Stan Freeberg show, and he went back and analyzed it. And he said, no, he's a Stan Freeberg fan and um, listed out all of the reasons why it wasn't an awful show. So I'll have to go back in my email and reread some of that. How are you doing? Oh, okay. I'm I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, I, um, I I did since it, since since basically it's it's three sketches if you count the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, you have your your all the Stanford birds. You have your two sheep, and you have Los Verosis. Well. Unless there's something else that I don't know about or wasn't in my copy, that's only three things, and and I don't see how you could say that it's all it was all over the place. Um, it was, you know, it was too busy. Uh, I, I it was just, too busy for my little ears. I not notwithstanding that I thought the skits were terrible. Well. You didn't. Uh, you didn't like Los Ferozis. I didn't like anything. I was so bad. There was a little section in there. Somebody was singing. Who was singing? That was pretty good. 
the female that shape? That Well, now my copy was 29 minutes and something, and there wasn't any, any um, what was her name? June, June Taylor? Uh, the senior or Peggy Taylor? Or Peggy Taylor, right? Peggy Taylor, the senior, uh-huh. Um, well, you know, you know, you know the two versions of the first show. Well, yeah. Well, I know there's two versions of Los Verosis. Right. But um, I would, have, I'd be real surprised if she heard the first one, the original one, the one that, the one that, they, no, it, uh, I would be surprised if she heard the replacement. But um, which I, I don't think it would have mattered. I thought the replacement was... My mind was well, made up. It, it, I mean, it's obviously it's a very subjective thing. And like I, like I said, I mean, if nothing else, it definitely, hopefully, caused a lot of good conversation. Um, I, well. I suspect that the shows after the first were probably better and better organized. This one sounded disorganized to me. Uh, I think that was the major problem. I just didn't seem to have the organization that most comedy shows, even ones with with several skits in it, it just didn't seem to have the organization. And I rest my case. Well, You're I, the only black I, dot I got, you know. It's such a, I mean, yeah, it is such <laughs> yeah. a subjective thing. And, and comedy in itself is, you know, so Very personal. Yeah. Walden and I talked a little bit about that before we were on the air, about how humor is so individual that when writers turn in a humorous piece, they and for everything else that, that we turn in, it, you have to sell it to one person, and that's the editor. But humor is just all over the place. And what's right. funny to one person, and, and will just lay me out on the floor... Other people will look at it and say, what? There's <laughs> nothing there. You, you so think, you're right. You, you think comedy writers are a different breed? Patricia? Oh, yeah. Oh, what, very much what, so. What makes a comedy writer different than an actual... Well, if, I, you know. it, it begins with a very keen sense of humor and an ability to see humor in even the darkest of things. They'll come up with a piece of humor. And anybody who can reach that deep into their souls to find something funny, and they don't even have to look for it. They'll just see it. And I think those are the people who make the finest comedy writers and humor writers. Yeah, and then there's there's actually there's humor that, well, for instance, I know that the Goon Show is very popular. And... I like other British comedy, and I've tried to listen to Goon shows on a number of occasions. Because, I mean, there's stations that play them 24 hours a day. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's actually radio stations that, that all they play is the Goon show. And I don't get it. Yeah. I've tried. I don't get it. And there are people who have a, quite a few people who have asked for that show because they think it is just a riot. Now, I have to say I'm on your side because I listened to one or two 
a million years ago, and I never went back to it, and there has to be a reason for that, because I really enjoy good comedy. But I didn't get it either, clearly, because I haven't gone back to listen. Now I'll listen to a show called, like, I'm Sorry, I'll Read That Again, which is from the 60s, and British comedy with John Cleese, and, uh, you know, and, and that's very funny. And I like mm-hmm. and I like that a lot better. But it's also sketches, and and not this this whole connected story, you know. Yeah. And for some reason, the Goon Show. I just um, I've tried. In fact, I tried a couple of days ago because uh, I was looking for because I I just got uh, yesterday USA back yesterday uh, on my. On my uh, Victor stream, I just got it got it back yesterday, but I cut last week when I was looking through radio shows to see what had changed. You know, I mean, there's actually, in fact, in fact I think there's two different stations, two different British stations that play uh, doing shows 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just, you know... Have either of you listened to... I have, I have a whole run of it, I think, but I haven't sat down and listened to... BBC, and I think it's a comedy called Dad's Army. Oh, I know I've people that love it. that no. show. And I, 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 I'm, I I've listened to some. <laughs> I've listened to some, but comedy really isn't my thing. Right, I know it isn't. So I guess. So I really, I, I can't. I, I, I never have really gotten into it. I know that there's that um, Matt Cox from uh, Brunch with the Brits yeah. loves uh, loves that show, and he loves he he runs some shows you know which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my word and my music and you know those kind of game shows, mm-hmm. and you know those are really good. But no, I've never really gotten into Dad's Army. Mm-hmm. I have it, but I haven't really gotten into it that much. Okay. I have to remind people this is Kurt from California we're talking with. Okay, you got the stage again. I want to redeem myself. Could I could I have um just a, a little bit of redemption here? There were two places and I listened to it a million times. There were two places that I I said <laughs> I appreciated something in that show. Okay, you can go back now. You know, British humor is sometimes very good. Um Gosh, there was one with a kid. You, you, um, know, you um, know, it's, it's interesting. The last big full-length Stan Freeberg comedy hour mm-hmm. was produced for the BBC. No kidding. Yeah, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting that they like Stan and they actually underwrote. I was just going to say, I would bet my shoes that that's the kind of humor that he was writing, that's the audience he could write for. That makes well, a whole lot of sense to me. One of my favorites uh, is uh, Elderly, Elderly Man River, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, which, you know, uh, having to do with uh, censorship and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I always thought from the very first time I heard that when I was back in high school, that was a very funny bit, and um, you know, it just—it's just funny. Um, Do you think, having heard it 
earlier than I. I'm, I'm still finding so much stuff out here that, I mean, I'll never get to to listen to a, a fraction of what's out there. Do you think having heard this earlier than I have, would have made a difference because I'm listening to it with all big grown-up adult ears? Yes, it's and, very possible because... Uh, I heard Tom Lehrer and I heard Stan Freeberg and I heard, you know, a lot of this stuff back, like, like I said, when I was in high school and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's a lot of stuff. It's like reading uh, Thomas Wolfe, you know? Yeah. You can say you cannot read Thomas Wolfe as an adult. You can read it as a, as a high school kid and really enjoy it, but, but, the, the likelihood is that you're going to grow out of, of Thomas Wolfe. And in a sense, I think, yeah, when you hear something, I think does make a difference. Uh, and, and I think that's what Celeste was, was trying to persuade to Patricia on Saturday night, that, you know, Stan was hip in the 50s, and, you know, uh, because he was sort of the anti-establishment. Yes, well, that's what made him popular for a lot of people. Was, was well, it his? I, rem- his, I remember was in it the his, 70s. His, I'm, I'm stripping over my words. Was it his irreverence for the time, or the actual material that she found very good? Well, if if, if he's going to be cool, and like like you said, anti-establishment. Because remember, in the seventies, he made those uh, those anti-Vietnam War commercials, mm-hmm. and he was very much, you know, uh, in tune with the youth at that time, you know, because yeah. everybody was arguing about it, and and so you know, he when resonated. When did he start writing? When when did we hear his work first, Kurt? Uh, well, of course, I didn't know about, um, what was the, what was the situation comedy he was in? Uh, that rich, that's, that's rich, which actually aside, I mean, aside from the first show, which I actually thought was kind of funny, there were funny things in the first show, but it was on the whole difficult to listen to. Well, stay tuned. We're going to hit that uh, one, too. <laughs> but that's, see, that's not something he wrote, you know? Yeah. I don't think. It was something written by somebody else. But, and, I mean, that, he gets a, he kind of gets a pass for because he obviously was really young and he didn't write it himself, so, you know. I think we put him on the map with John and Marsha, his spook yes. of the daytime soap operas. Oh, I do too. And that put, and he did a nightclub back, and I think, you know, that was funny. Yes, I thought that was really funny, maybe because I could link it to something. Uh huh. And so, and I think that my guess is, a Stan Freeberg historian going to have to help me, but my guess would be about forty-eight, forty-nine. Okay. That before, and that would be about the time that Celeste was talking about the late forties and the mm-hmm. and uh, right up through probably the mid to late 50s. So that would have tied into his earlier humor and the anti-establishment stuff that breathed in with Elvis. And then, then, but it's interesting, 
he couldn't stand rock and roll, and so he was anti-rock. I mean, that was sort of yeah. his playing, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of people were. But, you know. In the me, entertainment industry, they they just turned it off and tuned it out. But you think and about it. It, just, it hurts their ears. If you think about it. That's sort of that's unusual stand for being an anti-establishment comedian, it to be against yes against that format. You're right. But but the thing is, the thing that he was satirizing, uh, you know, like the, you know, like uh, clouds and stuff, where he cries on the yeah uh, Johnny Ray yeah yeah Johnny Ray. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, those were those were things that that actually were funny because they were they were spot on, you know. They were they were foolish when you look back on, you know. Well, I don't think my understanding is going to stand. Harry Belafonte was not too thrilled. Oh no, you know, I no, and I understand that because because in a sense it took what. What Belafonte brought forward as being kind of a, a, a let's say a song for his people, if you will, yeah. and it, it it made it it made it silly, it may, and you know, but this was their livelihood and how they were appreciated by their audiences, and Stan Freeberg was just. He, he, he I, I don't know if there's such a word that I'm, I'm trying to use, but he, he, he just nailed them to the wall. It was terrible, just terrible. Even in this first one, he had the Deo in the background. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. Yeah, I really did listen to it. Well, you know, but on the other hand, what he did and his style worked brilliantly with his commercials. That's what Patricia thinks is the best. And for. I'm I'm going to send you my commentary because that was one thing I really hammered on that his commercial work was so brilliant and so creative. I think that's where he should have stayed. It it was just unbelievable what this man could come up with for a commercial. I mean he, he even came up with one from prunes for prunes. The cut line was, today the pits, tomorrow the wrinkles. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's I, funny. Oh, yes, very funny stuff. But but on the other hand, for him, I think, he, 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 he couldn't just stay with one thing. He was, he was too, you know. Yeah, he was too creative in too many areas to be satisfied staying in one Arena, I agree. I agree. So, well, I I, like I said, I, I, I'm glad you guys were on tonight, and um, uh, I'm glad I got to to uh, to talk to you. Um, uh, but uh, I'm I'm doing okay. Um, How's your new iPhone working out? Are you are you, are you happy with it? Or are you still on a learning curve? I'm still I'm still learning it. Okay. Um, it's still smarter than I am, uh, and I, you know, there's something. uses a dumb phone. That was so good. Yeah, there's something kind of humbling about a phone that's smarter than you are. I, you know, it's just, uh, it's it's very frustrating. I mean, I'm glad I have it, 
but but there's times when you know I just go I, you know what maybe this was not such a good idea but I'm working on it and I'm I'm l- learning it slowly but surely but oh gosh I'm so proud of you for doing that I still haven't signed up on Facebook. I refuse. I refuse until I absolutely have to. Well, I have to that's, a good, that's a good thing. I I'm, think surprised Pat, I'm surprised Patricia has email. You know, she's still... No, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, emails, emails... I don't have a comeback are. for that. <laughs> email's more controllable. I mean, well, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking about... I think Patricia would have been happy with her quilt and ink and never moved in the computer age, you know? Then she, no, but, I, but the, I would the, have been thrilled just to... But the downfall, to, she would not have been the international celebrity superstar broadcaster. That's, that's true. <laughs> that, that is true, yeah. <laughs> funny. Oh, you guys are too much. Well, Kurt, I'm so glad you called in. I've missed talking with you. I know. I'm. I'm um, I, I've been having... Some difficulties, and of course, the one Saturday I ended up going to the hospital. So you know, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to be trying trying to call in uh, more often uh, in the coming weeks. That would be great. So that yeah, I will great. do that. Okay, well, I'm I'm really happy you're upright and functioning. I know well, you had a really really rough time the last couple of weeks. Yeah, me too. So I'll um, I will talk to you. Well, hopefully this week. But... You bet, Kurt. Okay. Okay. Well, thank, thanks. Thanks a lot. for being there. Keep up the good work. Thank Kurt. Thank you, Kurt. Okay. Bye bye. Just remind everybody. Patricia and I will be here Saturday, March the twenty-sixth. That's for sure. Saturday, March the twenty-sixth is part of our holiday express, and we're going to do at least four hours. In the late afternoon, we'll, we'll make sure Patricia's up by 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll do till 8, and then we'll come back and do our traditional show. So. No, no, no. Walden, you're letting out all my secrets. Now, now, now uh, just uh, there's, there's a good possibility, Patricia, hold on, Carl, wait there. you might put this on your calendar, everybody. Um, the Spurvac election meeting is... March the 12th, so there's a good chance we're going to be a little late um, Saturday night, Patricia, so you might put this, a note. This coming Saturday? No. Okay. Uh, next month, March the 12th. You're, March. you're warning me. Well, I might as well, because I'm, okay, I'm giving it on the, the calendar. Uh, that, and then March the 13th is most likely, folks, I will skip the Sunday night live show. Oh. Uh, John Roy do <gasps> because I got to... Oh. Yes. Yeah, I got to run to Las Vegas to go look at the hotel for the upcoming Spurvac convention. You're excused. So I got to get up way early to get, hit the road Monday morning. So there's a good possibility. So. See, those are the times you shouldn't even bother to go to bed. <laughs> That's probably true. But, you know, I, I got to keep Dad awake if we're going to drive four or five hours to Las Vegas on ma- Monday. So. Yeah. Hello there, Carl. You're on the air. Good evening, Walden. Good evening, Patricia. Hi, Jim. Well, hello, Jim, in California. Right. I just I, I tuned in. Just I wasn't expecting to hear you tonight, but then when I heard Perry Como, I, I just went. Sometimes I tune in not knowing if you're going to be on or not, because sometimes you can be called in, as you know, unexpectedly. That's true. But this time we got two hours notice. Well, that's good. Well, I hope Bill and Kim are feeling better. Well, they got the flu. Oh, boy. You know. So uh, I'm 
so I, I don't know how much we're going to be doing this week. I would assume we're going to be doing quite a bit. Um, so at least, at least I will be around. Wednesday I know I won't be available because we have a Spurvac board meeting. Okay. But, uh. Tomorrow and Thursday. You well, possibility. I got to check with Patricia. She, I know Patricia got a, a work assignment this week. So, Patricia, are you free them all? Yeah. Okay. I am. Okay. And I should be home in time on Wednesday. This is a one-day deal. It's only a little over two-hour drive. Wednesday, so yeah. I'll, I'll get there in the morning and come back at night. Wednesday, I have a Spurvac boy meeting, so I don't think we're going to be doing the show. Maybe John can use the computer. We'll figure that out if we have to do something. You know, sure. But, Tomorrow yeah. is fine, though. Okay. Um, but anyway, I'm, if we're going to be shuffling the decks around, everybody, just, give, just realize with Bill and Kim with the food this week, we might be doing some extra shows. So, okay. Yay! Yeah. Well, we're taking over. A <laughs> couple of more things on humor and, again, on Stan Freeberg. Yeah. A lot of oh, times, yeah. I think one has to view his humor, again, from the context and the era in which it took place. Uh, I mean, someone listening to to his humor now, if they don't say they've, in the same way as Bob and Ray, if you don't know the 1950s or you don't know much about life in the 1950s, a lot of this humor would seem very strange to you. Uh, for example, his Dragnet parody, Little Blue Riding Hood, which was the B-side of his big hit, St. George and the Dragonette, Mm-hmm. It opens with the line, the story of Little Blue, after the Dragnet theme, the story of Little Blue Riding Hood is true. Only the colors have been changed to prevent <laughs> investigation. Most people today, in the, born in the 80s, wouldn't even, and I didn't even know what it meant until I learned about American history. And, of course, investigation read Joe McCarthy mm-hmm. and all those congressional investigations. So changing it to blue meant that it was safe to do the story. <laughs> and little things like that. Um, the Yellow Rose of Texas, I think, was funny because uh, he parodied both the Johnny Desmond and the Mitch Miller version. The Miller The snare drummer covered up the Tra-la-la's. That was the Johnny Desmond version he was parodying. Mm. So they both had hits of it in 55. And the Rock Island line was just funny because... You know, the way the way that Ronnie Dodigan spoke it and narrated it and that record producer, are you going to sing the song or read it? And if you remember the song, The Rock Island Line, it's both read and sung. And well, his spoof on Elvis Presley and his guitar. Oh, yeah. Did you, Patricia, did you hear his parody of Heartbreak Hotel? I don't think so. Uh, he does Elvis just... And there's one line in there is, "Ooh, I ripped my jeans." Uh. <laughs> you know, those guys were just plain good. And even given that the it, it was timely for them in some of their skits, most of them are just so plain funny that it transcends dates. Uh, oh, for example, uh, I, I, the the skit, the song he did, television. Uh, television, television, I'm sick of looking into, at television. I'm getting weak in the eyes, weak in the head likewise. And there were lines about, in that song about, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to one of the lines now. Um, you, uh, the children of their country eat their dinner, you bet, but they eat them sitting in front of the TV set. 
You ask them who our father of our countrymen, they say it was either Walt Disney or Ed Sullivan. Um, done kind of in a Latin type type beat. That was funny. Um, you, you, okay, I, let me throw this out as a general, let me throw this out as a general question. You think most humor are time sensitive? Right. Well, his 1954 record, Point of Order, parody of Joe McCarthy, to me was just hilarious. The way the way he did the voice. Give me the pitch boy right there. How long? How long? How long? There it is. How long must this poor sheep be harassed? And the whole line about how he had in his hands the names of 57, uh, what was it, 57 black sheep, <laughs> things like that. I mean, I mean, and, and again, if you, if you know the world of the 50s, he was able to grasp those things. So my question, yeah. my question to my panel here of Jim and Patricia and the listeners, what, what comedy show is Timeless? Uh, that's what I was thinking in my head. I think that's why it's still beloved today, mm-hmm. because it plays well. Well, Gildersleeve, maybe. Mm-hmm. Gildersleeve. Yeah, he brought a close second. I think the winner is Fibber McGee and Molly. And I would say up there would be Phil Harris, Alice Bay. I think that's time mm-hmm. was. And Agreed. I feel, even if it was technically a soap com, I still have to include the couple next door. Mm-hmm. That's definitely... But I, I was thinking, sure, we're talking about Stan Freeberg, definitely Bob Hope. A lot of them, a lot of those comedians were period time sensitive. Yep. Fred Allen. Mm-hmm. Yes, Fred Allen. I mean, his, his Allen's, a lot of people wouldn't get his Allen's Alley subject. I mean, Senator Clyde. I don't get it sometimes. Funny, but I, I don't have any idea what he's making fun of. It was interesting. Uh, Greg Oppenheimer did a Fred Allen and he did. He created a show with three um, Allen's out. And, but but what he did, he explained the scene. He explained some of the jokes in the scenes ahead of time mm-hmm. before he before he did the recreation. Well, the author who wrote the biography of of, of uh, Fred Allen, I think his name was Robert Taylor. Right. He did a book on Fred Allen. He talked about Mrs. Newt's bomb. And it was supposed to be Jewish humor, but he said to people, to, I guess he said to fans of Woody Allen movies and Woody Allen's humor, Mrs. Newsbaum would be totally lost on them. Uh, but again, again, but again, you know, humor strikes us all in different ways. Uh, I, I know you don't like the U.S. album, but do you? But do you generally feel, Patricia, that political humor? I mean. If a record, say, makes fun of presidents, any president, forgetting the party, any president or senator, do you feel, I mean, there are people that thought when the first family came out that it was in bad taste, and they felt the same way about David Fry's Nixon albums, that it was belittling the president and belittling our country's government. Do you, do you feel that way about political humor in general? In, well, I'm not so sure. So much about political because they set themselves up for public scrutiny and my gosh with the, with the debates we've had going on here anybody's up for grabs but the american history in particular i'm very sensitive about she we loves her, her, she, she loves the the or, uh, the founding fathers but but then they had i'm gonna argue this but then they had fault some of them had faults too 
they they all had faults, but they are so they're they're people to be revered in spite of their faults. And our country's history unfolded in in such an an unbelievably is it partly because you have such a um, respect because you lived in the, you lived in some of the areas that you know no, none, none of us all lived in Upper New York like you did, so you guys can yeah. to feel. I, I don't think that's the case, okay. Walden, because uh-huh. it took me so long to recognize that what I took for granted was so very special. Interesting. Well, for example. I, I, I can't help it. When I hear the Columbus bit that he did, I just, every time you hear, land ho, da-da-da-da, what was that? French horns. No, no. That, that, that makes me laugh every time. I mean, it, it's, it's just to me. Columbus, to Columbus is, is open. He, he's just ready meat. <laughs> just, that's or, fine. Or the bit about that's where they I'm, I'm just sensitive about things oven, like, you know, I think back to Patrick Henry saying, give me liberty or Patrick give me death, Henry. and then knowing he meant it. He was willing to die. But I don't think he even did Patrick Henry. No, but I'm, I'm, oh. I probably wouldn't even realize that, but I'm using that as an example of our background and our history that there was such strength of character with these people and such downright bravery that I, I just feel it's it should be untouchable. Well, did you, and again, just to ask you, would you have felt the same way, again, about his record point of order? I don't know what was in it. I never listened to it. What's in point of order? I think Patricia is... If it, I give you an idea, I think it's dealing with people, truth of life and death of the American Revolution, and I bet Patricia feel the same way as somebody that did uh, uh, on the Civil War. I think that would bother mm-hmm. Patricia deeply. Very much, yes. But um, yes, the, the well, there were the I know somebody that said trials. It sounds like trials and tribulations. I mean, that's I know somebody. Mundane. I knew but somebody what they went through to get the country US together. Good taste, because they thought it was making fun of the Marine Corps. Um, I knew somebody that said that. No, um, no that, that's not it. That's not touchable either. Gomer Pyle, you mean? You know, oh, no, with Gomer Pyle. No, well, you know, that's... That, that one's kind of dancing on the edge. No, I, I think that was okay. It wasn't making fun of the Marine Corps. It was setting up a comedy show. It was like Hogan's Heroes. Well, there, oh, I tell you, there were people offended by that, I can tell you. They, uh, yes, there, there was Friendly a great was deal. Ed Merle, yeah. the producer, uh, mm-hmm. said at the time, he said something like, how could CBS even think of doing a comedy about the Nazis when Merle had been to involved. You know, that was his reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when people saw it, they tended to change their opinions. Even the producers and the writers were, uh, they were a little uncomfortable with this because it was too close to World War II. And there were yeah, too many people who were... Him, the public liked it, I guess, so... Yeah, and, and they loved it. I mean, it, it wound up making fun of the Nazis, and that made it okay. 
But then again, you know, humor strikes us. Like, for example, a lot of people I mentioned to you, have you ever heard, we talked about it briefly, have you ever heard the 1970s radio show, the National Lampoon Radio Hour? No. Are you familiar with the National Lampoon magazine? No. Okay. Well, that that was where people like Chevy Chase and John Belushi and... uh, uh, Gilda Radner and people like that were first nationally, expo- nationally exposed. Okay, those people, I, those names I recognize. Right. And they did skits that were, that might offend some people. There was one, they did a whole show on the return of the death penalty when the Supreme Court said that it was okay to execute again. Mm-hmm. There was one scene in there where the guy's on death row and the guard says, come on, Tom, Joey, it's time to die, and he's going on. I can't find my shoes. He said, well, maybe you've misplaced them. And maybe you put them some. How can I misplace them? I've been in the same room for 10 years. And it, I mean, I know that's weird humor, but to me it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, like I say, it affects people different ways. Uh, I think Stan Freeberg overall was very talented. Uh, again, I liked him, but, I, but you certainly, as I said before, you have the, certainly your opinion. I think... I think it depends on what bit of his work you hear. Uh, I, I still think you would enjoy Blaine Gunley, U.S. Marshall Fields, because you'd get a flavor of what TV shows would sound like to those of us that don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. A Western without with just the audio. <laughs> it was just funny to me. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, so that's that's that there. That's just that's just an opinion. Uh, well, for example, I'm just giving people, there were people that did not like, uh, I'm thinking of another comedian in the 70s, it was the 60s and 70s, there were people that did not like Flip Wilson's Reverend Geraldine. They thought he was making mm-hmm. fun of uh, ministers. Mm-hmm. And so every time a comedian does something, somebody, I guess, isn't going to... Yeah, there's always a risk with it. You're right. And I guess and I guess there's no right or wrong on this because taste is subjective. Taste mm-hmm. is subjective. Um, we are, but I have to say, 90, as Ron and I have said many times, 99% of the time, Patricia, on your off mm-hmm. shows, and, that, and that's a good, that's a very good batting average. Nine, that's a say great batting average, thank that, you. Or 99 and 9 tenths of the time. I'll even make it better <laughs> than that. For Richard, except for Richard Diamond and Stan Freeberg. See, now, oh, I knew and, uh, I was going out on a limb with wanted. that one. Ron and I like Wanted. That show where they interviewed the... Oh, yes. You like them. Okay. I always like authentic stuff anyway. Yeah. But 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 most of the time, you are 100% right. Uh, Like I say, sometimes I listen to your commentaries and not even hear the show just to hear what you're going to say. (laughs) Because sometimes your commentary are sufficient enough to get a grasp of the show. And I'm always eager on Friday of what's going to be next on the Is there going to be – let me ask you this. Are there any more big OTR sacred cows coming up soon? Boy, I hope not. Mm. I don't think so. Walden, I, I haven't hit a sacred cow, right? Not yet. But when you think yeah. on Jack Benny, you won't find out, right? I did not. Well, but when, uh, you, when, when you will, when you do decide to go after oh, Jack. Oh, listen, you're getting me into trouble before I even do it myself. <laughs> well, uh, with Jack Benny, 
with Jack Benny, since he is so popular with so many people, mm-hmm. I guess you'd have to, if you if there was something you didn't care for, you would have to pick, I guess, one particular episode that you didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Sarah, Again, I'm, I really a, apologize for cutting you off here, but we're up to the oh, yeah, end. I'm sorry. One last question. Yeah, we're on our honor to do this. So. Now, one last question. Is there any, aside from the 15-minute shows, is there any Fibber McGee and Molly episode you did not like? I, well, it's not that I didn't like the 15-minute. I didn't think they captivated listeners. They didn't have the audience. They were missing some of the characters. And um, some of them are really good. Boy, there were a couple that just made me laugh out loud. But as a whole... It wasn't the show that I didn't like, and it wasn't the episodes that I didn't like. They just didn't measure up to the the ones that I fell in love with. Holly was more like a fishwife. Well, I'm not sure about that. Um, But they didn't have the interplay that they did in the half-hour shows. And again, and in the 30s, the the, where you said she sounded was like a fishwife in some of the early 1935. Oh gosh, in the first, I don't know, maybe. All right, everybody, we're going to say good night. Later, then. Good night, everybody. Patricia and I will talk to you soon. Say good night, Patricia. We have to do it. Good night, everybody. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Jaws Professional Skype Trademark Left Bracket Alt F4 Alt Tab Skype to Escape Alt Tab MP Alt Tab Patricia from FL Home Alt F4 Alt Tab MP Alt Tab Bill Bra Alt Tab Seco Alt Tab Sound Forge es- Escape 0 Enter 0.0 Menu A Save as Dialog File Name M-O-N-D-A-Y 2 Dash 8 Dash 1 6 F-R-S-T P-C I-T-A-P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A Save as type colon combo box Wave, save, enter Data window 0.0216 Data window Monday 2-8-2019 Data 